and we wanted to provide you with a moment of silence so that you might <laughs> be able to meditate. <laughs> upon the thoughts that God has put into your head. So this morning we are going to have our messages about silence and solitude. And so, Noah, you're going to have to be quiet for 45 minutes. You ready? Go. Uh, you laughed. That's not <laughs> <laughs> So we're continuing a different kind of Christmas. This, this morning we're going to be in uh, the book of Hosea. Uh, Hosea chapter 1 and chapter 3, two separate verses. So Hosea 1, verse 2. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beeri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, the son of Jehoash, king of Israel. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, the daughter of Deblame, and she conceived and bore him a son. And in Hosea 3, 1, Then the Lord said to me, Go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. It's the word of God for us this morning. Uh, we're in week three of this series, uh, Christmas is not your birthday or a different kind of Christmas. We're tr- kind of trying to look at Christmas from a different perspective, kind of Corey got touched on that a minute ago, is that this is not looking at Christmas the way that we traditionally have. We opened up a couple of weeks ago with the idea that miracles are conceived and delivered through ordinary people, that ordinary people can do extraordinary things if they're willing to dream God's dream and to follow through with where he's calling us and act on God's vision in our life. And the beauty of that is that each of us in this place, each of us as a believer can be a miracle worker for God because it's God working through us. And then last week we talked about life not being perfect. Amen? That even the first Christmas was messy, that that life itself is messy. But even in the messiest of messes, the worst of the worst, God shows up. God is in, in the midst of it all, and, and he brings hope, and he brings joy. He, he brings peace to us. He brings love to us, purpose in our lives. And, and, and then at the, the end of that, we talked about you can't keep it if you don't give it away. So we're each gifted with different talents and, and different graces and different spiritual gifts, and we are to use those, not just to sit on them, to use them to impact the lives of those around us in our home, in our friends, in our community, and in the world. And that brings us to today. We move into Hosea, who married a lady of the evening, because God said to. And I thought, in looking at this series, this was one of those passages where where you kind of go, do I really want to go here on a Sunday morning? <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know, parents are going to have a hard time explaining this one. Um, it's a little bit distasteful. It's not really Sunday morning fair. And so I started looking to see, do something different. But as usual, God said, um, come here. This is, what, this, this is it. This is what I want you to talk about. It's important that you focus on this. So I spent some time with Gomer and with Hosea looking at their relationship and looking at, you know, he mentions two different kingdoms at that time because he was a prophet in in a time when there were two kingdoms. And it became quickly apparent to me that this passage 
it gives us a glimpse into the love that God has for us. The depth of that. It's not about unfaithfulness. That's certainly part of the story, but it's about faithfulness. It's about God being faithful to us. The title this morning is Scandalous Love because God's love for us is scandalous. We're important to God. You are loved and highly favored by the creator of all things. And a lot of us struggle with that idea. Wait a minute, I'm not, how can that be? Some of us in here this morning may not even recognize that at all, that I'm, I'm highly favored. I look at me and I don't see it. I don't, I don't see that in my life. We want to believe it. I want to believe that for me because everybody wants to be important to someone, right? Remember back uh, in school, in grade school, when you sent notes back and forth? You remember? Yes, no, maybe, check the box. Of course, these days it's a little bit different, right? These days it's, <laughs> should I tell him I'm at the movie? Tell, tell who what? You already know I have a crush on your bro. I don't think it's going to be necessary to tell him not tonight. Why not? Because you just did. <laughs> Jessica's in the shower right now, but don't worry, I like you too. <laughs> That's what we're after, right? Is, you know, we, we give those notes and we send those out and you can see the anxiety. Oh, you know I have a crush on your bro. You see the anxiety in that. And, and we're going, please say yes, but don't say no. <laughs> if you're not going to say yes, say maybe. Check a box that gives me hope. Gives me at least give me a glimmer of, of a chance. Because we, we, we want to be loved by somebody. We, we, we want to be loved by somebody we're born with this desire for intimacy this desire for authentic relationship but over the course of time we do experience no we experience rejection we begin to wonder if we're all that special at all highly favored seems a stretch we end up settling for less than authentic in our relationships some of us even settle into abusive relationships because don't you know that even a brief moment of love, despite the pain of the circumstance, is worth it for that brief moment because we just want to be loved. It's no wonder that we begin to portray ourselves as something other than what we really are. Everybody has a mask. Everybody has a mask. And church, we really, we're really good at putting on the mask, right? So you get in the car in the morning. It's been a rough morning. <laughs> you try to get the kids ready. Get in the car, and, the, and, and they just won't stop messing with each other. It's like, Lane, if you stop, don't stop doing it. Noah, don't do that. And, and it's back and forth. Caden, oh, wait. Amen. <laughs> but what happens when we get here? Patrick, if you keep doing that, uh, we walk through the door. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Am I good? It doesn't really matter. I'm good. You know? <laughs> and we all do this. We all put on the mask. We all struggle 
to be who we actually are. Our life may be in a shambles. We may be having a terrible time, but we come in here, we're okay for an hour or so. We may walk out in a good hope, you know, knowing we're walking back into, into the pain, and we may leave more miserable than when we came. Because don't you know that everybody sure looks good on the outside? You look good. And I feel bad on the inside. And what do I do with that? Because I fall short. And I'm not good enough. Here at Arbor Point, we are a group of imperfect people seeking and serving the one who is perfect. And the reason for that for how the power of that is that if you're here and you're struggling, please know you are in the right place. Because be who you are. We're all imperfect. Everybody who walked through the door today is imperfect. We got our stuff. And we walk through the door with our stuff. And some days we need to hide it just for our own self-preservation. Some days we need to pull somebody aside and say, you got a minute? That's living this thing out. That's being the body of Christ. But here, our hope, our dream is to create the kind of place where you can be imperfect. You don't have to put on, put on the face all the time. A group of imperfect people, be who you are. This putting on the face often covers up some you know, esteem deficiencies I, I've you know I've come out of counseling and the term low self-esteem has been used till it's been beaten to death but we but we have esteem deficiencies we don't see ourselves accurately we we see ourselves as less than who we really are and that lack of belief in self carries over into our relationship with God see it's safe to say that most of us in here have little problem believing in God but we have a big problem being secure in his belief in us because he believes in you too. So we run. And we put on the, the mask. And we hide. But please know you're not the first. This started with Adam and Eve in a garden. They ran. They hid from God. Or thought they would. They tried to hide from him. Thinking that I've disappointed God in some way. I've let him down so that now I'm unlovable. And we let that shame Keep us from the truth. There's a passage of scripture I want you to grab. It took me years to grab hold of this, so I don't want you to have to go as long as I did. Romans 8.1, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know what that means? That if there's condemnation in my head and in my heart, that is not from God. That might be a voice from my past. It might be the, the enemy himself trying to beat me up, but it is not from our God who sees you as loved and highly favored. That's who you are. That's your identity. That's who he wants you to grab hold of. The enemy doesn't want you to grab hold of that. Just think if you live that way. I'm loved and highly favored by God, and I'm walking into this world, and they can throw whatever they want at you, and it doesn't matter because I'm loved and highly favored by the creator of everything. And you can do whatever you want to me because that will never, ever change. Ever. 
pay attention to the voices, but that little, that little point of there, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus was huge for me because I had condemnation, and I thought it was from God, and it wasn't. It was from the enemy and other things. Let go of that. Do we get guilt? I hope so because he's convicting us of sin to try to bring us to the place he would have us to be. Guilt is great because that helps us. Shame is not because that destroys us. You are not a mistake, which is what shame and condemnation tries to tell you. You're a human, so you make mistakes. And God loves you so much, he's going to continue to work on you to draw you nearer to the place he has prepared for you. This season, what's the name of God that we hear so often? Emmanuel. Which means God's around the corner sitting on a bench. Right? God's at the end of the street. No? God with us. That means God's right here in this moment. What if I run over here? He's still with me? That can't be easy with Bob in the back. (laughs) God with us. God pursues us. You know what scandalous means? Scandalous means causing general public outrage by a perceived offense against morality or law. So, so we has a scandalous love for us. It means containing material damage to the reputation. That's what scandalous. God isn't concerned about any of that when it comes to loving us. He's concerned with loving us. He has a scandalous love for us because it doesn't matter what the Pharisees say. It doesn't matter what the world says. He loves you. Loves you. Loves you. He loves you. And by the way, he knows we're going to make a mess of things. The generations before us made a mess of things. We, we make a mess of things, and I'm very sorry to the next generation that follows Drew and Noah and all you. You're going to make a mess of things. It's what we do as humans because we get in our own way. But he loves us anyway. And even when we become unfaithful, God is faithful. And that brings us back to Hosea. The Israelites had become lukewarm in their faith. They'd strayed from God again. So Hosea's marriage to Gomer was done to illustrate that unfaithfulness. And then, of course, Gomer is unfaithful to Hosea after they married. And I personally can't imagine marrying someone that I know is going to be unfaithful to me. Not even sure, are, are the kids really mine or are they somebody else's? I don't think I have the ability to love that way. I don't think I have the ability to love beyond that, me. But God does. God has that ability. In the passage, Hosea is representative of God and God's love for us. It's faithful, it's pursuing. Gomer is us, the wanderers. God's love for us is scandalous beyond anything that we can understand. It's completely over the top, unrelenting, incredible. Can't even comprehend it when you start to think about it. And God wants us to experience that kind of love. He wants us to live in that, to love him and others that same way. 
That's his desire for us. It's why he's, he tells us, he doesn't say just love your friends. He says love your enemies. Love those who persecute you. Don't be like them. It's a scandalous love, right? It doesn't matter what the world thinks about loving your enemies. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, the norms of the day say don't do that. But it's the kind of love he has for us. And there's a lot of need in our world today. Poverty is everywhere. And in fact, here in Jackson County, it's, you know, you don't have to go far to find people to support. And, um, you know, we've got a lot. Uh, this is incredible. There are foster kids who um, haven't had the crown of Christmas they're going to have this year ever. Come from families of addiction and, and divorce and separation and abuse. And because God moved within this congregation, they're going to experience something that they haven't, maybe haven't experienced ever. Family at West Jackson is going to experience Christmas in a way that they certainly wouldn't have been able to experience it because of God moving in this place. A local family going to experience something they may not have been able to. I serve, they're going to get turkey. How cool is that, though, when you think about that? What if at your house, you wanted a turkey dinner for Christmas, but you couldn't afford it. And there was no way for you to do it. And then some buddy, you go out there on a Tuesday morning at, at 7 a.m., probably more around 3 o'clock when, when the, you line up, and you're going, I'm going to get some food, which is great. And then some guy starts going, hey, uh, we're doing a raffle. And you look at your line number, and that number comes up, and you go, cool, what I win? And you find out that you just got that turkey that you weren't going to have. And now you are. How powerful is that? That's what it means to be active in, as the body of Christ in this community. We do that through ISERV, United Methodist Children's Homes, a lot of different areas. Grow to be you, day school. We sent kits to disaster relief kits to Puerto Rico, where and we've been there with the youth that over the course of the summer, I don't think those things are are accidents. I, I think that that God knows kind of, he doesn't, I don't think the disaster, <laughs> I think that has to do with, with some natural things, but I do think that us being there, seeking to align with his will, being there and then following through is, is part of a plan. You know. We traveled to Virginia to help regionally and, and laugh and have a good time and crawl on roofs and fix up some folks' houses that that couldn't, ah, I wish I'd have brought that picture. They would have loved seeing you and your whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Caden in his uh, suit, well, that needs to be on our webpage, that front. We're engaged. We're engaged. Somebody wants to ask you about this church, you have plenty to tell them what God is doing in this place. We're impacting lives in ways that are incredible. God calls us to love him, right? The vertical beam of the cross and to love our neighbor. And that's what we're called to do and that's what we're living out in this place. We don't just love other Christians. We don't just, just love, we don't just love our neighbor. We love our, everyone. We love enemies, people we don't agree with. We don't worry that there's going to be some who look at us and go, how can you love that person? We just love them anyway. Love like Jesus loved. Have a prayer request. Um, 
Might as well throw it out there. Patty and I are talking about the possibility of being able to develop a ministry for uh, for special need uh, men and young men and women. We want to create a place. You know, we love out what what's going on in your life, Albert. It's just a beautiful thing to see, and we would love to see more of what that what that can be of God moving because He's moving in your heart and in your life, and it's obvious. We can't even get you to shut up about it. Which, by the way, is how we all ought to be. Just know that. You know? I can't stop talking about Jesus. Well, oh, that's good. Um, Keep talking about Jesus. Let me close with this from Reverend Slaughter. He said, some of you hearing this haven't been listening to the angel's promise that like Mary, you're a favored child of God. That God is with you. Rather, you've been listening to the Lord of lies who tells you you've royally screwed up, you've, adi- you've disappointed God, you're not favored, and God will never be with you. Don't listen to the father of lies. Listen to the promise of God. Grace, God's scandalous love, is what the message of Christmas is all about. In spite of all our failures, God wants us and comes to redeem us That's our God. Jesus says to you this morning, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will enter to him and I will dine with him and he with me. It's an open invitation to all of us. If you've never accepted him, I invite you to do so in this day. If you've been struggling, I invite you to come up. We'll pray about that. God is with you and he wants the best for you and he wants to move you to a new place. You'll bow with me. Father, pray that we continue to embrace who you are, that we continue to seek to find ways to tell people about you with our mouth or with our feet or with our hands or however it is that you want to move in our life to show your love to others. Maybe it's coaching basketball. However that is, Lord, open those doors and bring that to people. In Jesus' name, amen.